Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Investing is not just about returns. Most textbooks will define investing as a process of putting resources into something with the hope of getting a return. But is investing simply about returns? Well, the answer is a definite no. Indeed, so much emphasis has been placed on returns on investments, or ROI in short, that the other aspect of it, which is risk, is forgotten. Not true? Well, suggest to someone that you have an investment opportunity and the first, second and third questions to be asked would be, what are the returns? In fact, investing is more about risk than returns. One thing a good ROI is a given, but can you take the risk? Is there a need to take the risk and are you willing to take the risk? Different individuals all wanting high returns may have different acceptance of the risk that come along with the investments. So really, it is about managing one's expectation of risk and the returns, as they say, will take care of themselves. So what risk are we talking about? There are generally two types of risk in investments. They are firstly, market risk. As the name implies, this is the risk associated with the market. Examples of such type of risk are interest rate risk, political risk, economic risk, currency risk, etc. These risks affect different investment instruments differently. For example, bonds are sensitive to interest rates and bond prices move up and down depending on factors that affect interest rates. When I first began writing this chapter for this episode, which was sometime end of 2017, the US was experiencing good economic growth, slightly above 3%. Unemployment rates hovered around 4.1%. Well, it declined to 3.6% in April of 2019 and the lowest since 1969. This is a drastic improvement from the post-Great Recession in 2008, when at that time, employment hit almost 10%. As consumer spending increases, inflation will begin to pick up. The US Central Bank, also known as the Federal Reserve, or FED for short, had started to raise the FED benchmark interest rate. The second rate hike was in June 2017 by 25 basis points, from 1% to 1.25%. This meant that bond prices, especially those with low rates, could fall. However, all this while, as the economy continued to do well, the US equities market soared and hit a series of new record highs. The Fed has seen assumed a more dovish approach from the beginning of 2019. The second kind of risk is really company-specific risk. Again, as the name implies, company-specific risk has to do with risk associated with individual companies. Different companies perform differently in different market situations. For example, in good times, most companies do well. However, 
in bad times, whilst more or rather most suffers in terms of earnings, debt collection companies do very well. How can we deal with risk? There are a few ways we can deal with risk associated with investing. They are firstly, strategic asset allocation. In creating a strategic asset allocation, you simply invest your monies in a portfolio consisting of different asset classes, different sectors, countries or continents. For this method to work, you must be a relatively long-term investor and by that I mean at least 10 years and not a market punter. Risks are reduced tremendously over a long period and the proportion of equities, bonds and cash in your portfolios depends on your overall risk profile. An example of a strategic asset allocation for a balanced investor would be 60% invested in equities of which 5% is in emerging markets and 55% in global equities and 40% in bonds, making up 100% of the portfolio. Now, the second way to diversify risk is to diversify into different companies. The most logical way to deal with company-specific risk is to invest across different companies. In this way, the risk is reduced greatly. As mentioned earlier in the book that I wrote, Money Wisdom, one of the most effective ways of investing into different companies is via an index fund or ETF or evidence-based funds that invest into thousands of companies. This gives you great economies of scale and you do not have to make the daily trading decisions. Now, to understand more, you can hear this from the previous episode. Now, the third way to mitigate risk is through regular rebalancing. Well, rebalancing is a process by which you reallocate your monies in your portfolios to reflect your original portfolio's asset allocation. This is because after some time, the different asset class in your portfolios will move in different directions and as such, the original proportion would have changed. Now, allow me to conclude. What does all this mean to you? Well, it all sounds well and good that we have dealt with the risk effectively. But there are real practical problems that you have to deal with, especially in Singapore. With many of the advisors in Singapore still charging front-end sales charge, each time you transact in unit trust funds, it would not be cost-effective to do rebalancing regularly. Each time you get in and out of the respective funds, you lose a few percent. So you should really look for wealth advisors that do not charge front-end load each time you buy a unit trust. And there are in the marketplace. So again, what does all these mean to you? This means that the next time you want to invest your money, don't just focus on the returns. Ask yourself what kind of risks you need to take, want to take and can take. Then do the necessary asset allocation to reflect your risk profile. The returns will come if you stay invested over the long term and rebalance your portfolio regularly. That way, you will have peaceful sleep every night, regardless of where the markets are heading. If you do not have the necessary resources to do it, find a trustworthy and competent wealth advisor to help you. But make sure that he practices the proper process of investing and is aligned to your interests such that he would coach you to stay invested. Otherwise, 
you may find yourself buying investments for his gain rather than yours. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Providence.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.